Hello there, and welcome back to the Meaningful Media Podcast from Havas Media Network. To close our second season and to help us look ahead to 2024, we have a very special guest. Welcome Yannick Bellore, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Havas Group and Chairman of the Supervisory Board of Vivende. Yannick, welcome and thank you for being here. No, thank you very much, Ben. It's an immense uh, honor to be here with you today. <laughs> no, believe us, the honor is ours and we are excited to have you as a guest as we look ahead to 2024. Let's start with our first question. Arguably the single biggest challenge facing marketeers today is cutting through the clutter to win the attention of consumers to create value for brands. Our own Meaningful Brands server here at Havas proves that out. How does the convergence of media and entertainment with culture create meaningful moments to answer this challenge for brands? Yeah, thank you very much, Ben. I think this is a great question. Um, I have uh, the privilege to have been working in media and communication for the past uh, 20 years, even a little bit more. And what happened in our industry uh, during the last uh, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years, uh, has made a radical change. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back in time, remember 20 years ago, uh, the only way for uh, people, consumers to watch content uh, was TV station, print magazine. You had no tablets, no iPad, no iPhone, of course, no smartphone, uh, nothing such as that. So at that time, it was much easier, I would say, for brands uh, to speak to their consumers. You were just uh, doing your ad, a nice ad, uh, on TV, we were discussing about GRPs. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> the, the hot uh, topic, how many GRPs. Uh, today, we don't really talk anymore about GRPs. It's getting so complex uh, to reach uh, consumer attention. I mean, I've been reading somewhere that uh, the average attention uh, uh, of consumers for an ad is no more than eight seconds or for mm-hmm. content in general. So you have to change completely the way you address uh, your consumers. The media landscape is clearly saturated. If you look at... Uh, all the high quality content uh, that is created every day and uploaded on the platform, you have uh, thousands and thousands of hours a day. So, I mean, it, it would be impossible for everyone to watch uh, everything. And today for brands, in all the discussions I have been having those past 10 years with uh, CEOs, CMOs, uh, their main, uh, I would say, hurdle, their main challenge is how to, how to reach their consumers uh, in, this new, in this new era. In the past, uh, it was easy. You could pay for people's attention. Mm-hmm. Today, you cannot just pay for people's attention. You have to earn it. So this is why, this is why, uh, at Havas, uh, we have gone through a, a huge uh, shift in our strategic plan. First, we created the together strategy, having everyone, uh, every talents of the group gathered in uh, one places that we call the villages. The idea was about to create a kind of convergence between mm-hmm. creativity and media. I think it was a, a key moment, how the creative people can work together with the media people. In the past, it was the creative people first, and then you had the media guys just buying uh, GRPs, growth uh, uh, GRPs. Today, they work together at the inception of uh, the campaign, at the inception of the idea. I would say the, in another world, the, the distribution today matters as much, if not more, than the content itself. Mm. So it's very important to have this kind of uh, holistic approach to content and uh, advertising. I also believe the the role of culture is key, as you asked in, in your question, even more than before. I mean, I believe brands need to be uh, part of the pop culture. They need to be part of the culture. They need to become cultural brands to stay 
relevant to their consumers or to become relevant uh, to their consumers or, or prospects. So this is why we have decided to uh, join, vo- join forces with the Vivendi Group, mm-hmm. one of the world leaders in media and uh, entertainment, to make sure that we can stay relevant in, uh, uh, in that field. And another point I wanted to uh, highlight was the importance of meaningfulness. We believe at Havas that the brands, in order to survive or to outperform uh, its peers, needs to be meaningful, not just for the consumer about the product itself, its functionality, its price, but they need to do something more than just uh, those uh, functions, uh, basic functions. They need to, to, to say something about what they are doing for communities mm-hmm. and even for some of those, what they are doing for the world. So today, in a nutshell, uh, I would say that uh, culture uh, and creativity at large, uh, it's becoming uh, an increasing uh, uh, part of the importance of media. Mm-hmm. I think what you set out so clearly for us is an answer to this challenge, the the fragmentation uh, of media channels, uh, these challenges around content, uh, and that is the, the strategy of the the village, the the coming together of, of creative and media, um, and uh, I, I love the 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 point you raised around um, distribution, the distribution of the channel um, being significant uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, in the past we used to say content is king. Yes. And distribution is queen. Yes. And I believe in gender equality. If you know what I mean. I mean <laughs> Absolutely. Both are as important. Yeah. Yeah, with that driving, uh, yeah. a driving, animated principle yeah. being meaningful change. Um, so, let's turn now to twenty twenty four. In your opinion, what are the trends that are going to support or encourage that conversion of media and entertainment? You you talked a little bit about that in your first answer there. How is that going to help brands build meaningful uh, media experiences? Yeah, I think uh, there are many trends going on. I would say uh, I, w- I want to stress maybe three things. The first one is the importance of uh, of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see more and more the importance of entertainment in our campaigns. Uh, not doing just traditional uh, advertising, 30 seconds TVC. Uh, I have in mind some great campaigns we have been doing around video games mm. through a new uh, branch we have been created called Havas Play. Yeah. It's having a lot of traction. Um, uh, and also those campaigns are really meaningful. You are talking about meaningfulness. Uh, I mean, we did a campaign for, uh, for, an, asso- for an association that is protecting the youth. Uh, called uh, L'Enfant Bleu, mm-hmm. and we did a partnership with Fortnite. Uh, and not only we have been great to uh, support the awareness of this uh, association, but also we have been able to, to save lives. Uh, if you look at what we have been doing uh, in, uh, in London for, for Vanish, for the Rekid Group, uh, creating a, a true uh, uh, three minutes uh, uh, film around uh, a, girl, a girl that was affected by autism, it has not only raised awareness uh, about this uh, disability, uh, but also it has uh, been it has created some great sales for Rekit as well. So you can consider both being meaningful, using entertain- un- entertainment, and uh, driving uh, business sales. Uh, another trend which I think is uh, equally important, and which is just starting in uh, in Europe and in the US, is around social commerce. Mm. Um, I was. Uh, Last week in Shanghai, um, I spent some great times with uh, innovative people, with visioners. And what they are doing in China around social commerce mm-hmm. with what they call the live streaming, I mean, it's, uh, it's just uh, breathtaking. 
uh, when you go back to Amazon or classic uh, e-retailers uh, that we have here uh, in the West, I mean, it's like the Middle Age. So um, I think social commerce is here to grow. Uh, we have seen a great boom in e-commerce during the pandemic, obviously, but I think uh, there are still many, many new formats uh, to invent uh, uh, in that field. And uh, maybe, of course, the last trend, uh, AI, which was very popular last time, uh, last uh, Can Lions edition in, uh, in spring. Uh, we have been doing great things through AI. It's completely changing the way uh, we produce content, the way we describe strategy. I mean, it's a, it's a great help. Uh, I mean, uh, I believe AI uh, is, uh, is not a buzzword. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's creating a structural change uh, for our industry, for other industries as well, but for our industry, it's a structural change that is here to last, and this is why uh, we have been investing a lot uh, uh, around AI in terms of money, resources, people. Uh, I think it's important that communications group become uh, best in class uh, uh, to um, uh, support their clients in their AI transformation. I believe uh, AI uh, will be, uh, uh, in, uh, in terms of transformation, as important as well the IT revolution in the 80s wow. or the digital revolution in the year 2000, 2010. So it's, uh, it's something that we need to continue to, to, invest, uh, to invest in. But uh, I think we've made good progress here at Havas. Absolutely. This IT revolution, uh, this AI rather, evolution feels like a very significant moment and we're set up here to uh, to thrive in that change. I, I love um, you drawing our attention to the live streaming uh, in China. It's a fascinating media yeah. experience. If, if, if our listeners haven't, check that out. Um, yeah. uh, you know, we have lots of these live streams, social shopping, and uh, we've also seen some proofs of concepts around uh, AI uh, in commerce with live streaming. So, Avatars, personalized avatars yeah. doing live streaming. I mean, exactly, yeah. nuts, right? That's a, an incredible media experience. But I want to come back to something you mentioned there around meaningful, making a meaningful difference and um, meaningful difference also dri- making that meaningful difference, driving value um, and uh, and commerce. And you talked about uh, La Fonte Blue and some of our work for Reckitt. So can you just speak a little bit more on how important respect, diversity and sustainability are in bringing about meaningful media experiences? Yeah, I think it's a very important and key question. And thank you for asking it, Ben. Uh, just going to give you one number, mm-hmm. 73%. Yeah. Do you know what it refers to? Tell us. 73% of the brands could disappear tomorrow and no one would care. The Meaningful Brand Survey. This is a sobering statistic. Trust me. I mean, crazy, right? Like yeah. Three brands out of four can disappear today. No one would notice or no one would care. Which means that brands or companies or even people, important people, public figures like you, mm. need to go through... a. Uh, uh, a strong transformation, not just to bring uh, a great product at an affordable price, mm-hmm. but to do more. I mean, when people are shopping today, they want to wear brands, they want to buy products that are creating something bigger than themselves. I believe in meaningfulness. I believe in diversity. I think all those trends are key if you want to outperform the business uh, um, in the years to come. I think at Havas, we have raised the standard of mm-hmm. the profession. Uh, very recently, we just launched something uh, we are all very proud of, a uh, uh, carbon calculator. So now, starting from now, for every campaign, creative, media, events, um, our clients can know in real time 
how much carbon, what will be the carbon impact of their campaign. And they could adapt their media plan. They could adapt the way they, they shot the creative uh, being more meaningful in a more meaningful way. I mean, uh, why continue to go uh, in South Africa to shot a 30 seconds uh, TVC that you can shot mm. on a green screen here in London or in Paris or in New York or wherever? Uh, why uh, doing a media campaign uh, uh, that will uh, uh, create a, a huge carbon impact while uh, you can have the same campaign and the same results with a lower carbon impact? I believe there is a lot of waste, uh, especially in production. Mm -hmm. Another sobering statistic, if I might uh, share it with you, 80% of the content that is produced for clients, it's not used. It's just wasted. Wow. It sits in computers. They don't really use the campaign. They don't use the material. Uh, they don't advertise it. Nothing. If you can reduce significantly this number, our industry will have a much lower carbon impact. And I think this is a common objective uh, on the planet that we all need to have in mind. It's exciting to be leading in that space. Yeah. So... With that in mind, we have a global footprint, agencies around the world. How do we feel geography, local versus global, plays a role in creating engaging media that matters? Or does perhaps geography make a difference at all? And uh, are the moments that are still really global? I mean, it's a very tough question. Uh, I would not have had the same answer five years ago. Interesting. Or six years ago. Uh, when I started at Havas um, in 2011 and I became CEO in 2013, uh, at that time we were living in a world of globalization. Mm. Uh, and I would say a happy globalization. Uh, millions, hundreds of millions of people were accessing the middle class, uh, getting access to uh, products, uh, better quality of life, uh, and everything. The world was opening up. We had almost zero, zero wars. Uh, the world was at peace, uh, everyone was happy benefiting from world commerce. And we saw uh, a trend uh, at that time where brands were becoming more and more global, doing the same ad uh, for all the world. I mean, I would say that 90% of the world were sharing the same values, the same beliefs, and it was very easy to have a global campaign for, for brands. It was very easy to, to, to lead a, a global company as a CEO, uh, very easy. Uh, five, six years ago, uh, we saw a bit of change, mm. uh, rise of nationalism. Uh, it started in the UK, of course. We, uh, we, we know it very yeah. well. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, not placing any judgment. It's not my role, but uh, I mean, it's, it's fair to say that we saw a change, mm. a trend from people that wanted less globalization. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't see the benefit of the glo this globalization more... Uh, uh, they were adopting an approach more my country first, even what happened in the US, uh, America's first. I mean, I understand, but it was a big change, a big mm. shift. Uh, same in Europe, uh, same in other places in the world. Then two years ago, uh, we saw the war coming back uh, with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, what happened in, um, in the Middle East is, uh, uh, is of course, uh, catastrophic. So today it's becoming increasingly uh, difficult to talk about uh, happy globalization. Mm -hmm. uh, and for brands or for companies at large, we need to adapt to this new reality. So I believe that uh, we need to, to continue keeping uh, common values around kindness, uh, innovation, entrepreneurship, but you cannot address all the people the same way as you did before. So for brands, it's becoming difficult uh, to keep a, a global brand in a world that is becoming so different, much more fragmented, where local populations can have different aspirations. So um, 
certain easy trends. So I believe that um, more and more we'll need to uh, take into consideration local specificities. Mm. And this is where the importance of local is coming back. Uh, I think it's very important for us, for a group like Havas, to have people on the ground that understand the local specificities, the local culture, mm-hmm. and uh, for brands to adapt to this new reality and to talk uh, not in a different way with different messages, that's not my point, but to to make sure that everyone uh, uh, taking into account their local cultural specificities understand and receives the message the same way. So I would say to have a global network with very strong local uh, agencies is becoming more and more important. A brilliant, a brilliant description and explanation of of that complexity, but also the the fix for it in continuing to make a meaningful difference. So let's come back to the year ahead. Big question: In twenty twenty four, how and where should we, as an industry, be brave? Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting question. I I think, and um, my vision. Is that brands will have to be more and more brave mm. uh, in the near uh, in the near future. Why? Uh, because of AI. Because when you look at uh, ChatGPT, uh, Dali, or Adobe Firefly, all those great tools, it's becoming very easy to do an advertising campaign. Mm-hmm. You go on ChatGPT, you say, "I'm a brand, a fragrance, a car. Can you write me a strategic plan uh, to to brief my communication agency?" And you have you will have a a great brief, you will have a great answer about this brief, and then you just copy and paste and put it on the Adobe Firefly or some other tool, and you have a great campaign. Mm-hmm. So for us, the question is, what would be uh, the added value an agency would bring mm. to its clients? What would be the added value uh, people like us will bring to companies? Uh, why wouldn't they in-house uh, all this work now that it's very easy with great tools? And this is where I believe that if these brands, uh, these companies don't use um, the strategic insights and the creative uh, executions, or the creativity and the uh, excellence in execution and craft from an agency, all the brands and all the ads will look the same. And you will have for consumers a feeling of sameness. All the brands will look the same and brands won't stand out from each other. So the only way for brands once again, uh, to get people's attention, it's circling back to your first question <laughs> about people's attention and to get yeah. it, we'll have to be brave. We'll have to be funny. I'm sorry to say that. I don't want to sound controversial, but when you look at uh, uh, the advertising 30 years ago, it was uh, much uh, funnier than what it is today. Yes. We had more fun. Yeah. Brands were making jokes. Uh, it was nice. And people were expecting the ad break. Yeah, fun. It was. You were watching a, a show at the... Uh, on ITV, on the BBC, yeah. and you were expecting the ad break. You mm-hmm. will have fun mm-hmm. in a family commenting the ad break. This is not the case today. You see the success of ad blockers. This is not at all what's happening. So brands will have to take more risk. But when you take risk, <laughs> you have to make sure you are doing it in a safe way because the, you don't want to offense anyone or to do anything wrong. So this is where we will be there to help them taking calculated risk. I love this. And, and you know, that, that kind of content is so, so meaningful. You, 
you brought us right back from our first question around uh, tension and, and your brilliant description of uh, where the industry had been and uh, our positioning around that and to, to lead in that space to, I think, a, a hopeful moment around AI. AI has been a theme of this season. It's come up in almost every episode since the beginning of the mm. year. And I love that uh, that idea of, um, of brands being brave. And, and also, it should be fun. It right? should be fun, yeah. That is meaningful media. Yeah. That is great <laughs> media experience. So... We finish every episode of the Meaningful Media podcast with the Meaningful Media Fast Five, where we talk about the media that matters to mm. our guest. Are you ready? Always ready. Okay, so Meaningful Media Fast Five. First question, what is your Meaningful Media right now? It's a complex question. Mm. Uh, the most meaningful media I'm using today is Canal+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, it's a company, a pay TV company that is uh, owned by Vivendi as well. But what they have been doing in uh, promoting diversity, embracing mm. diversity, uh, uh, diversity of content, diversity of people, uh, diversity of everything, it's creating something that is quite unique in the world. What's the media you start your day with? Sorry, I'm not uh, as young as I look, and I still uh, listen to radio. <laughs> so um, I start my day listening to the radio. Uh, it's, it's a surprisingly yeah. popular, uh, like <laughs> yeah. lots of people choose linear radio. Yeah, it's funny. In um, the bathroom, in the car, I listen. Uh, we have a great radio station uh, called Europe One, yeah. Europe One, which is just great. Uh, great quality, great people. Yeah. Um, I feel I can start the day uh, well informed. Linear radio, again, it's, uh, yeah. it's still here. It's still important. Um, so... What media do you turn to when you're looking to get inspired? I mean, it's a media that is not super well known, but which is great. Uh, it's called the Meaningful Media Podcast. Ah, <laughs> no, come on. That's, that's very kind of you. Um, what's your media guilty pleasure? Ah, it's complex to answer, but uh, my guilty pleasure is when I wake up at night. Uh, sometimes I turn on my iPad and I watch a TV series, which is uh, stupid because <laughs> I have a lot to do the next day. But I love watching TV series at night when everybody's sleeping, the world is stopping. Uh, I love I love the feeling. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's not good. I don't recommend any of your listeners to do the same, but uh, that's one something of, I enjoy. Yes, one of, one of, uh, a, few, a, a rare moment of peace. Um, and again, it's funny. So many, so many people say, "Hey, one of my big media pleasures, one of my big meaningful media things, is just popping on, popping on some TV, popping on something mm -hmm. on demand, uh, just, uh, just zoning out for a little bit." So, um, lovely answer. So this one is the most difficult, I think. You can have one media platform for the rest of your life. That's it. Um, we'll, we'll give you Canal Plus. We'll, we'll give you that. You can have Canal Plus. But as well as Canal Plus, you can have an, one other media platform for the rest of your life. Which one is it and why? I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. Uh, I would say Canal Plus and, uh, is a great media. And mm -hmm. their platform, uh, it's quite unique because mm -hmm. I'm using all the platforms. I'm subscribers to Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, uh, Netflix, obviously, Amazon Prime Video. And what I find on the Canal Plus platform, which is called My Canal, is something quite unique because you have, of course, all the on-demand content, mm. TV shows, uh, movies, uh, series, but also you have live TV, you have live sports, uh, you also have other things like press, uh, mm. print magazine. So I would say if I was on a, alone uh, on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, uh, the platform I will take with me would be My Canal. 
So it's so funny. Like my my canal is um, for uh, listeners who are um, not aware is a great platform, and also it, it comes up more and more as a as a platform of choice because there's so much yeah, variety. There's so much yeah. access. There. I watched uh, the BBC or CNN yeah. uh, on my canal. I have everything, yeah. and you have it in in one place. In, yeah, uh, and yeah, every CEOs uh, of other platform I'm showing my canal too. They are jealous. <laughs> they want to. They want to be the same thing. There you go. So check yeah. out check out my yeah. canal if you're yeah. if you're not already a member. Yeah, Yannick, thank you so much for joining us thank and you, for ben. closing out our season. We appreciate it. No, thank you very much. It was an honor, as I said. Hopefully, we'll have you back in 2024. Of course. Thank you. I can't wait. Thanks. <laughs> that's a great place to finish. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on today's episode. A big thanks to my fantastic guest for joining me, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on all things meaningful media, the media that matters. Drop us a mail at podcast at havasmg.com. That's podcast at havasmg.com. Please do subscribe, like, and share the Meaningful Media podcast on your preferred platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. You can follow us on our socials, all addresses in the show notes. Once again, thanks. Join me, Ben Downing, soon for more perspectives on Meaningful Media.